Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to indigenous artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of CANA, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our indigenous communities from around the region and country. I want to introduce you to Juan Biddy Washday. This Ihantawan Nakoda is a citizen of the Yankton Sioux tribe, and she is a filmmaker and a musician. Now, it is said that the backbone of any band is its drummer. They keep that beat that can either make or break a band. And as Ringo Starr once responded when he was offered a metronome, he was the metronome. And that means that Juan Bidi was the backbone of the greatest Native American rock band that ever was, Indigenous. I am so honored and excited to share with you this most unique conversation with Juan Bidi. So, let's jump into this interview. Juan Bidi Washte, thank you so much for joining us at Five Plain Questions. How are you today? I'm doing good. Washte. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, just jump into it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your background and where you're from? Well, I'm from uh, South Dakota. I grew up on the Ihunktua Nation uh, reservation there and um, it's near um, Yankton, South Dakota. And it's, uh, it's right by the Missouri River, actually. So it's like right on the corner of um, Nebraska and South Dakota. Like right in the, yeah. Did, did you uh, grow up within Yankton there itself or in the area around there? Just the area around Yankton, okay. South Dakota, yeah. Uh, we grew up, or I, yeah, me and my family grew up on uh, the Yankton Sioux. They call it Yankton Sioux Reservation, but it's mm-hmm. uh, Ihunktua. Um, that's where my father is from. And um, my mother is from the Punka tribe of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. which is right next door. But Just yeah. Out there. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And we uh, grew up, um, we did go, we attended the Marty Indian school for a little while, but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, um, you know, didn't do too well in the, in the school setting. So we mm-hmm. were um, homeschooled. Me and oh, my okay. siblings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, um, there was, there is four of you. Is that correct? Yes. Four siblings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I have a lot of siblings, but the four with my mom and dad are, you know, because I, I have a really big family. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as is the case uh, on my yep. side too. Uh, yeah. There's a few of us with my parents, but then you know, uh, larger siblings here and there yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a little familiar with the Yankton area. I went to school at, um, in Vermilion, South Dakota. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. So, um, spent some time over in Marty, uh, have some friends, uh, from, uh, the Yankton area. Oh, wow. I went to school cool. in Marty. So yeah. 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 Cool. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for, for the, the listener that's listening to us, um, you are uh, a musician, mm-hmm. um, uh, a drummer. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your, your career, uh, up um, to this point? It's, it's been um, just kind of up and down a little because of uh, just, I guess, life kind of like pulls you away from, you know, what you, what you do, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to play in a band with my brothers called Indigenous. And we traveled. I mean, we went everywhere. You know, we were all over the country. And it was, um, 
it was hectic, you know, busy. And, um, <clears throat> and when that was done, you know, then you take time, you know, I had, I had some time to like, kind of look at other things that I like to do. And I really love writing songs. I love, you know, playing guitar and singing. So that's, mm. I do, mm. I do that as well. I took time to kind of like do that as yes. well in, in yes. between the drumming. <laughs> yes. And I, I apologize. Yeah. I, uh, of course I, I know you from indigenous oh, and, yeah. uh, you're, you're, work in that amazing experience uh, for us as fans. So yeah. 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 Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your biggest influences? Um, my biggest influences, um, obviously, but I mean, my parents were a really big influence on, um, on me. They were both, um, my father was a musician and my mother, um, she sang, she didn't like record or, you know, do anything like that, but she was a really beautiful singer. Like she could sing really beautifully. And, mm -hmm. um, we, they always had like albums of all like different kind of music. It was never just one style of music. It was always, you know, there was always just like a, just a lot of <clears throat> different um, styles and genres and whatever. So um, um, some of the influences from, from them came in like rock and roll, I guess, like a, a lot of like rock and roll stuff and uh Jesse Ed Davis, um, you know, yeah, like a lot in Don Trudell, you know, and that kind of thing. You know, we listened to everything, including, you know, but we were always really influenced by um, the indigenous native people, you know, just because that's who we were, you know, and it's like it's um, um, I mean, because I, I, I can name so many like Dave Grawl and Brad Wilk and um, Doa Bramhall. Mm -hmm. um, PJ Harvey and, you know, just, just, there's like a lot of, of influences that, you know, musically that I heard. And I was like, yeah, you know, it, it spoke to me in a, in a way. And, uh, um, but you know, the, the, um, but like I said, the indigenous native artists were always a really big part of who we were because we, you know, obviously we relate to that, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being, yeah. being native. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, it's... In... oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. So I'm like, because um, oh. I never, I've never done like interviews or I've never, you know, even when I wasn't in indigenous, my brothers did a lot of, you know, different mm -hmm. interviews and, you know, they, they, um, I never really did because I, I'm just really shy and, you know, um, I'm not used to talk, you know, like talking about myself or you know that kind of thing because okay. i i usually okay. like especially um coming from a reservation or you know like living on a reservation um it's it's a whole completely different world when you come out you know from the reservation the the world is like uh, it's almost like culture shock in a way because you're you know so for for me my siblings when we traveled we were always in a really tight knit um uh group and we you know you kind of look out for each other in a way because when you go out there it's you know it can be pretty um um mean or you know like it's it's just it's it's not like i mean i know the reservation is hard too i mean our reservation was hard but it's um i think it's different 
as far as how people deal with things, like how, you know, we deal with some, um, just whatever's thrown at us, you know, like in any kind of situation or whatever. I feel like natives have a really, um, ingrained way of, you know, dealing with stuff. So we, you know, we took care of each other in that way that, you know, when we traveled and mm-hmm. I feel like, um, that was an influence, big influence on me as a, as a person, you know, as a human being is um, knowing that, that the native people were how we were, you know, was so it was different and that was mm-hmm. fine. You know, like it, it wasn't, it, you know, but we were different in a good way, you know, in a, yeah. in a positive way. Um, but yeah, my parents were a big influence in that way too, to teach us um, a lot of the traditional or, you know, like how, how we, how natives are and how we are, mm-hmm. how we deal with situations or how we go about our, our life, you know, and um, I think that's really, uh, that's really been the big influence on my, on my playing or any, any kind of art thing that I do or any kind of, um, because I paint too. I've, I've painted since I was a, a little kid and, um, and I also, um, I do film and I do like a lot of like, um, that's what my main goal, my future goal is to do film, but oh, native so indigenous native, um, you know, like focus on that, you know, because we don't, I mean, we have a voice, you know, and it's really a beautiful voice and we should use that, you know, to mm. sort of bring back what we, what we were and what we should be. I mean, what we still are really, but, you know, um, I feel like American society kind of, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost the opposite to how we were, you know, and how, how we lived, you know, and, and, um, I'm not trying to be, you know, get political or anything like that at the moment. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, the influence of my, um, culture or my heritage it goes into everything I do like anything like whether it, it is playing the drums or whether it's writing a song or you know um, painting or you know any any of the things that I do I use my nativeness to express myself you know so it's probably you know being indigenous native is probably the biggest influence on even my you know like being a musician or whatever but I had then I have all my musicians that I just you know love which is you know like Doyle Bremhall who was a really big influence on my playing on my drumming and um my dad you know and um he taught me how to play drums uh <laughs> and it you know he was like because I couldn't learn I would listen and I wasn't learn it like I wasn't getting it when I'd hear it I wasn't getting like how to play excuse me and he sat he sat down and he showed me but see I was like wait a minute I had no idea my dad knew how to play drums and he just said he just sat down behind the drums and started playing a beat he said this is how you play and so I I was like oh okay so I sat down and I could do it but see I had to see it you know in order to like be able to um to do to like articulate it in my mind or whatever so yeah I feel like that's a big part of um um, why we didn't, why I didn't stay in school, why I had to like leave the school setting, um, because it was easier to learn, um, in, in a, uh, probably just a, a more, 
um, I don't know, a calmer maybe or, or um, environment where you work at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, not saying that all natives are like that, but I, I feel like that's a part of who we are too. You know, we're really, you know, a lot of our um, ways were through learning patience and learning, you know, from our um, elders or from our parents or from our aunties and uncles, you know, like we were always like really um, together in a, in a lot of things. So um, playing with my brothers and like, you know, being able to do that together as a family or as a unit was really special. I think it was really like a, a really awesome experience mm-hmm. to, so. That, I think that's so well said. Um, one thing that, um, when talking about influences, uh, were there a lot of musicians that would come around when you were young, uh, with your parents um, being musicians themselves? Um, we, uh, cause, um, my dad traveled a lot. My dad was with the, um, International Treaty Council. So he traveled like a lot. So, um, my mom told him, you know, like you have to, <laughs> you have kids now, you know, you're going to have to like start paying attention to them. And um, so he's the one that would bring like people in, you know, and um, so but because he knew, you know, like um, John Trudell and you know, like all, all those guys. We didn't really get to meet anybody because we were so isolated on the reservation in South Dakota. So we never like really got to meet a lot of um, musicians at that time. But um, when we started playing out, um, our dad, you know, wanted, wanted us to be able to play on big stages because we were you know, like really working hard <laughs> at playing, you know, and we were all like really getting good at what we were doing. And so he started, you know, saying, hey, you've got to play on the big stages now. So he got uh, a guy called uh, Mark Tilson to come and listen and ch- check us out. And he was kind of, because he wasn't a, uh, he he worked with uh, AIM, the American mm-hmm. Indian Movement, and they, he, they, they knew each other from, you know, uh, those days. And they, um, but he's seen us play and then that made him want to help, you know, because he saw that we had a passion or we had, you know, like a, you know, something to show. So he, he was like, yeah, you know, you got to get him on a big stage. So the first we uh, did a honor the earth. Um, I believe it's um, Winona LaDuke is involved in that. And like, you know, so we started meeting people that we, you know, that we knew or that, wow, you know, we get to meet, you know, all these people, uh, Joan Baez and um, Bonnie Raitt. So right away, you know, we started meeting people that are like, you know, uh, it's Jackson Brown. Oh, yeah. 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 So we and now like I'm like, wow, you know, I even look back at it and I'm like, holy cow, you know, how did I how did we, you know, these little kids from this little reservation get to be able to, you know what I mean? It just like, because at the time when it's happening, you're just like, you're just going along with it, you know, like, oh, you know, trucking along mm-hmm. with, you know, whatever's happening. But now when I look back on it, it's like, you know, we got to play on the same stage as Bob Dylan or, you know, we got to play with people like the Indigo Girls or, you know, it's just, it's like, it was amazing. A lot of, a lot of amazing um, stuff. Because we, uh, my brothers were really um, into blues, the blues music, you know, like old timey mm-hmm. blues and, you know, B.B. King. And, you know, that was um, what our dad said to us, you know, well, you're going to be playing with B.B. King, 
you know, he, he would tell, he would just tell us these things and be like, no, we won't, you know, we never will, you know, we just, but he'd say, yeah, you are. And then we did, <laughs> so he, but he, you know, somehow he knew that, you know, we were going to be able to, to have those opportunities, you know, and, um, I think it, it was all from, we worked so hard. We like worked really hard. Like when we, um, we practiced for two years before we even played out live. You know, we, we practiced every day, like every single day we, you know, we had practice, you know, at, our dad was a sergeant in the military. <laughs> so he okay. was like very, yeah. <laughs> so he knew, you know, we were on a time, you know, he knew how to like get, get us to be on a schedule, you know, like a really tight schedule of, you know, um, practicing and, but we were up for it. You know, it was what we wanted. It was really, really what we wanted to do. Um, we wanted, really wanted to play music. So it was, um, it was really good. I mean, it, you know, at the time it's hard, obviously, cause you're a kid and you want to go play or you want to, you know, just do what kids do. But, you know, if you want this, then you have to work for it, you know? And so that's exactly what we did. We worked really, really hard and, you know, and, um, yeah. That's a, that's a great lesson uh, from your father. Yeah. And I know, um, when, when you all came out onto this, well, I, when, when I became aware of, of you in the late nineties, mm -hmm. um, your sound just exploded. You guys were so tight on stage there and it was, it was so refreshing, you know, um, cause I mean, you were, you were all at that level it seemed like from the onset and, um, it was always a joy, always every album that came out was so exciting. And, you know, in the, so I'm, I'm a Wapetuwan, a Dakota from mm -hmm. Sisna Wapetun. Okay. And so, you know, growing up, I grew up on the res too. And, you know, there's always sort of like, mm, sort of that crab in the bucket mentality, you mm -hmm. know, and you, you get that a lot. And especially the art world is sort of, um, it can be competitive at times, right? Oh, yeah. uh, trying to get into galleries or trying to get into shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that being said, there's also a lot of support in the community too. Mm -hmm. It's a very positive and uh, yeah. it's a great family. Surrounding indigenous, um, I, I had heard nothing but positive things from the community about your band. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone was always excited, uh, when you guys are playing somewhere, um, when a new album was coming out, uh, when, yeah, it was just always nothing but support and mm -hmm. encouragement. I mean, people were always rooting for you guys. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good to hear. Cause that, yeah. I mean, that's, that was our whole, really the, I mean, at the time you just want to play, I, we were kids, so we just wanted to play music. But as we started to do it, the more we played out in uh, native communities or wherever, you know, reservations, that was our favorite time. It was mm -hmm. always our favorite time was when we'd go to different reservations or we'd play for the kids or we'd, you know, we'd go and <clears throat> just be able to see different um, tribes and meet different natives, you know. It was, you know, something that I felt was really important for us to be able to do that, you know, and... Um, mm -hmm bring kind of like a positive or a, I guess, um, you can, you can do this. You're, you're, you know, like kind of like just saying, you know, like you can do whatever you want, you know, you don't ever let anything make you feel like you can't, you know, mm 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, where we're from, you know, because we're from reservations, we're, you know, our, our past always speaks to us, you know, and we're, you know, um, and we're always going to use that. We should never forget, you know, never forget our past. We should always use that as our future, for our future, you know, or for what we're doing now to benefit that future. Because I, I feel like um, our languages are really important. Like they're one of the most important things that um, that we have and that we should take care of and, you know, hold on to. I, I have a hard time like articulating everything that I want to say because I have, you know, I always have a lot to in going on in my mind, you know, like, well, how can this, if I do this, then um, how is this going to help? You know, or if I do this, then, you know, I want to be able to do something that encourages our people, you know, the native people to, you know, just go for it, you know, and just really <clears throat> be as ambitious as you can, you know, and because we're, we're some of the most, and I'm not trying to like be, be play favoritism or be by, by it. Why I'm biased. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> I, I just, when I look at our art or when I look at, um, it's just so different from the European art or, you know, from American art or whatever. It's, it's, um, there's something, um, unique about it and it speaks, um, in a unique voice. And I feel like we, we have, um, something really special, you know, native people do it, you know, anything we do. I mean, we, I don't know, there's just so much creativity there that I feel like, um, Maybe we take it for granted because we're just, it, we just have it, you know. I feel like we, you know, we just have it, so we kind of take it for granted. But I feel like we need to use it, you know, to benefit us, to benefit, you know, our communities and, you know, each other, really. You know, take it, take it, um, use it to help us, you know, maybe maybe uh, have a better understanding of of. I can't articulate it. Uh, a better, <laughs> a better understanding of um, of what's going on now, you know, and and then you know, like just in in the world, really, and in mm-hmm. America, you know, what's going on and how we can take care of ourselves because we need to, you know, we need to take care of what we have and you know cultivate that, I guess, and mm-hmm. you know, grow that for ourselves because. In the American uh, world and society, we don't really have a voice. We've we've uh, been labeled and we've been, you know, kind of already put in our place by media, you know, by American media or, you know, just by media, really, mm-hmm. you know, that people already judge us. Because when I meet people, because um, I'm in Austin, Texas right now, and when I meet people, you know, they if they know I'm, I'm Indigenous Native, they'll speak to me in some, uh, they'll, they'll say hello in Navajo and I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, you know, I'll say hello back. And then there's, didn't you, do you know what I said? I thought you were native, you know? And then it's mm-hmm. like, um, I am native, but I, I speak my own, you know, I know my own language, you know, you want to say good day and you know, I, I mm-hmm. say it my, in my language. Mm-hmm. And, um, but these are people who are non-natives. So it's not another native speaking to me. It's it's a non-native, you know, saying that to me, like mm-hmm. kind of questioning my, 
you know, you know, my saying that I'm indigenous or that I'm native or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it's like, okay, so they don't know, you know, they have no idea how complex we are or how, you know, our, our tribes, how we work, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it it always surprises me, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I'm I shouldn't be surprised, but I, I always, you know, I'm always surprised when people, you know, come up and try to talk to me about my, you know what I mean? My culture or you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, and I've just been experiencing that because I haven't ever experienced that before. Uh, yeah. yeah. In the, um, in the museum world, it's kind of the same thing. You know, mm. sometimes um, someone who's a non-native wants to do a native exhibition Mm-hmm. or an exhibition with a different culture. And, and I always try to slow people down and say, listen, if you're going to do an exhibition, an art exhibition, it should be curated by someone from that culture. Oh. So it's yeah. appropriate and it's not, um, it's not, jeez, uh, oh, I can't articulate myself. Um, it, it just, it's more appropriate, more authentic when it comes from us and from yes. our voice and yeah. our perspective. I agree. I agree 100% because, I mean, <clears throat> like I said, we, we we need to really start pushing that, you know, our, our own voices and our own way, you know, of doing things. Because um, for me, it was always hard to conform to and uh, to like the school or, or you know, and it, and it wasn't because I, I wasn't, you know, like smart because, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was because I just I didn't learn that way. I couldn't learn that way I had um and I don't think that I'm you know I I don't feel like I feel like there were a lot of the kids who felt the same way I did in school you know where you know it's just like I don't get it or I don't know how to you know take all this information in or whatever Mm -hmm. um so I feel like uh the more we start to take you know, control of that and how we learn things or how we want to learn things. I feel like that will really benefit, you know, everybody benefit uh, the kids and the communities and stuff. Cause, um, I feel like, you know, how, I mean, from what I know of what my, my mother or my father would say about what, who, you know, their, their elders that they spoke to are, you know, because, I mean, my, my mother and father come from the generation where, you know, boarding schools and, you know, being taken away from, you know, your parents or whatever. So they didn't really get the opportunity to be in a, um, a family setting, you know, because they were taken away. So um, their, their goal was to make sure that their kids had that, had the, the, that old teaching that they, because they had to go back and learn everything. They had to go find the elders and they had to go, you know, and search for information and, you know, the teachings. And um, so for me and my siblings, I mean, we grew up um, where we had a garden every summer where we mm. grew our, you know, we grew our own food. We um, we had horses. We, we had, you know, like they tried to bring as much natural element into our um, everyday lives, really. So we... Um, you know, and we, we did have to like move in the country to kind of like get away from, you know, like, um, I guess like, uh, 
just the society really. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that in a, how can I say that? Um, where we were kind of taken out of, of, of a normal, or like, I, I guess normal, as you would call normal, um, like going to school and, you know, like doing like what everybody else was doing because mm-hmm. we were, we didn't like it. The kids, you know, they my parents, you know, they, they saw that we weren't happy and we were, you know, excuse me. So we, they took us out of that element and put us in an element where, um, they did take us, um, to like uh, Sundances and, you know, like, um, we would go to Sweat Lodge. We would do all of it, you know, all that stuff that was part of our everyday life that we, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't religious. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't any kind of like religious tones in there because, uh, it was just, it was like a, just a straight up everyday, you know, everyday life. This is, this is how you work. You work together, you help each other, you take care of each other. You know, you do your best to, you know, I don't know. I've, I feel like I took it for granted, you know, that we were raised that way. You know what I mean? I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know, but now when I look back, you know, I think, you know, that was a lot, a lot of teaching and information that I didn't realize was that important. You know what I mean? Because I took yeah. it for granted, I, you know, because I thought everybody's parents were like that or I thought, you know, and uh, then you find out that that's not the case, you know, and then you think, wow, you know, I don't, you know, that, that kind of that way or, you know, taking care of each other, that's a big part of being Indigenous Native, that, you know, that empathy or, you know, that, that the way that we were with each other, um, it's kind of, it's the opposite to capitalism or American, you know, that, that style, you know what I mean? And where we have a, our style is more, you know, this is more important than, taking care of each other is more important, you know, or, or then, you know, God, I don't, I really try not to get, try not to say anything about, (laughs) I'm sorry if I do, I can't help it. I usually go, I I usually veer into that a lot where, you know, I've, cause I've, because I've lived in, cause this is the first time I've ever lived in a city in America. Cause I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, but I mean, I've lived in England too. I've experienced okay. living in England, and um, but this is like the first time I've ever lived in a in American city, and um, so I've been experiencing a lot of like um, uh, I can see the differences, the cultural differences, you know, between you know how pe- people in the city are to how people are, you know, on the reservation or in the country, you know, and how um, you know everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. over you know in the in on the reservation and then you know nobody cares <laughs> in the city you know what i mean there's a lot of like kind of just where people there's no um and i just i'll go back to that word again there's no empathy mm-hmm. you know there's no um people don't empathize with each other there's more apathy you know what i mean there's more apathy than mm-hmm. than anything and um i see that and it it disturbs me because i don't i don't want that coming to the indigenous native people because we, you know, we, um, because we're, we have like, a, we have a special way about us. And I know I, <laughs> bias, <laughs> no, I can't, 
<laughs> I keep saying, but I, I, I just feel like, um, you know, all those things that I took for granted as a kid and growing up and on the reservation and, you know, like all those privileges of, uh, I mean, pr not privileges, but just all the, the being around my aunties and being around my uncles and, you know, um, being with my cousins and, you know, and just always having someone all the time, you know, like having family all the time. It, it's really important, really, really super important because when you're away from that, you see it, you know, you can see everything from another um, point of view, really, you know, and it's, yeah, I've, 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 I, I feel like um, we need to start protecting you know, ourselves, we need to start, you know, knowing that we're, we are important. We're very important, you know, especially to the land too, because we're the closest, um, to the land than I, I mean, all indigenous people of the world, you know, they're, we are the closest to the land than anybody because we still have that connection, you know, cause I feel like once you go into, um, once you go in that other direction, you know, you lose that you lose um, that empathy. You lose that natural empathy that we have for, you know, for each other or for the animals or for, you know, the earth or whatever. And that's something that we need, you know, because right now there's just a lot of stuff going on that's not good, you know, yeah. and, um, and we have, I mean, I feel like we have to maybe take that initiative and start changing it because we do have the power to do that. You know, we do, we can, you know, do it I feel because we need to just and I feel like part of it is just having that voice you know and using our art our music our podcasts or you know anything everything to bring that message to you know the indigenous native people and um because for me one one thing that's really close to my heart uh at, is uh the Amazon the you know and the, the natives down there because they are very, I mean, when I, when I've watched or read things, it's like, wow, you know, they, they know exactly what's up. Mm -hmm. And we used to be like that before the Euros came, you know, we used to, we knew exactly what was up. We, we had our medicine, we had our, you know, we had our, um, our food or everything, you know, and we had a good balance going, you know? And, um, so I feel like we need to find that balance and we need to find, you know, get that back mm -hmm. for, you know, our future, you know, generations to come, you know, because I, like I said, I feel like we're important to the land and the earth and, you know, and we should um, just say it again, use our voices, use our, use who we are, what we are, you know, to change it. Mm -hmm. It's beautifully said. Yeah. I, you know, this, uh, this type of podcast, um, I try to limit how much I jump into things, you know, because like you're hitting points and I'm just like, ah, yes, I want to talk about that. You <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> See? Well, I want you to talk too because I want to hear, you know, I, I really like hearing what, you know, other yeah. natives have to say too, you know, because it's really, mm -hmm. it's important for all of us to be able to say it, you know, say what we, how we feel mm -hmm. and not feel like we have to um, uh, subscribe to any of the rules that you know, the American society has put on people, you know, those are, those rules really don't apply, you know, cause we should be able to talk. We should be able to say when something's wrong, we should mm -hmm. be able to say, no, you know, this isn't right. We gotta, you know, we gotta fix this or whatever. 
you know, mm-hmm. we should be able to say that instead of saying, oh, I don't want to offend anybody, you know, or oh, wait, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, times for niceties is, is long past, yeah, you know, sure. uh, especially in the Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. how the the crime down there is the encroachment of corporations and yeah. how they're destroying the land and the natural resources yeah. of, of the people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think up here, um, a lot of, well, I mean, it, it's the same thing and that encroachment into our worldview. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the biggest danger I think yeah. for us is the change in how we look at the world, mm-hmm. you know, when we become separated from uh, our traditions, our ceremonies, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause yeah. I, I grew up very similar in a sense that, um, you know, we had the garden, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a ceremony, you know, in Nipis and Sundance mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm tracking everything you're saying here. <laughs> so this is great. This is great. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah I see. I, lo- I love hearing it because I, like I said, um, when I was, when I was traveling and playing drums and in indigenous, there was never any time to stop and visit or, you know, there was never any time to hang out on that reservation or, you know, like be with the people or, you know, like there was never any time we were always just playing and going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was something that we wanted to do. We would mm-hmm. want to do that, you know, like let's stay or let's do this or let's check it out, you know, but we, it, we would never have time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I hope now with the band that I'm in now, <laughs> Black Owl Society, that we'll be able yes. to do that, you know, that we'll be able to um, spend time and, you know, I don't know, just hang out with people and, you know, like learn learn about how they do things there, you know, what, what kind of issues they have there. Because um, I'm sure a lot of the issues that are on my reservation are, are similar to you know, a lot of, uh, like Pine Ridge or, you know, cause I have sisters from, uh, the Rosebud reservation and, you know, or I have relatives all over, you know, in South Dakota, but, um, you know, on, on my reservation, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. That's crazy. You know, it's yeah. like, this should not be happening and it shouldn't be happening. Um, um, especially in such a small compacted area. You know, mm-hmm. like, because uh, on, on my reservation, it's meth. There's a lot of meth. And um, and there's, like, there's been a lot of murders, actually, in the recent years. I mean, there has been, you know, a lot of, obviously, there's always a lot of death, but, but there's been murders, like, actual unsolved murders that aren't being investigated, mm-hmm. you know. And um, one was my nephew, you know, and mm-hmm. so, and. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's, like nobody's doing anything because you know for whatever reason it's not important enough or you know I don't I don't understand it but um this is one of the issues that um black all society is going to be bringing up is mm-hmm. um the missing missing and murdered indigenous women um it's something that my brother's been working on for like 4 years he's been you know he's just He's one of those people that just plugs away, plugs away. His name's Buffalo Man. He played um, bass in Indigenous. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, this okay, is, this yeah. is his band, yeah, Black okay. Owl Society, and um, he's yeah. been doing it for a long time. And uh, so for uh, for me, I've had uh, big, excuse me, big gaps in my mu- musical career, I guess you could say, because I um, 
I had um, my mother got sick and I stopped, you know, I just stopped everything to take care of her, to take mm-hmm. care of her. And um, so that left a big, you know, maybe five year gap in, you know, anything. Cause we, we talked about um, getting together and doing stuff, you know, and, but it just, it didn't happen. So we, mm-hmm. so I had like a big gap and then, um, once we, once I was able to come, you know, my mom, uh, passed away and then, you know, we, we did our grieving, we did, you know, everything it took a long time, <laughs> a couple of years, you know, to be able to like come to that point where, um, we were able to start working again and doing, you know, doing what we wanted to do. And, um, and one of the, the things that I, I told my brother, um, is that I, when I play, I want to play for a reason. I don't just want to play because I'm a musician, you know, Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. a musician. I can play drums. I want to play. No, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I want to play for a reason. I want, I want it to mean something, you know, I want meaning there to be meaning in what I do and what we do. So for me, I mean, you know, my brother being involved in the MMIW, it just made sense, you know, to me, like, well, this is exactly what I want to work on. You know, because mm-hmm. I do want to play drums, but I want, like I said, I want it to be meaningful. And so, because um, he's been writing songs, you know, he's been, you know, he's he's heard stories, you know, all these stories of, you know, these missing women, you know. And so he wrote a little group of songs um, that he, uh, that are inspired and dedicated to MMIW. So um, he wanted to put together an EP, so... We got a hold of some musicians here in Austin to go and see if see if we could get some time in their studio and you know and they were like because because we don't have the funds <laughs> you know you need like money or whatever we're like oh my god are we gonna do this you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so we we figured out a way of you know because they we told them you know they they heard the songs and they they heard the story of the songs and that uh, they wanted to help you know, and so that's, that's how we got it recorded because they, they wanted, they heard it and they were like, this is, this is important, you know? So we, you know, so they, we got time in their studio and recorded the songs live and, Hmm. you know, just did our best to like, um, um, give them, give it the energy and the emotion that they, you know, that they need, need for, cause it's a message, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a cry for, you know, um, we need to find out what's going on. We need justice for, you know, these people because, um, I feel like, um, it's kind of, I can relate it to like, um, being bullied or being, um, harassed or being, um, taken advantage of, or, you know, that, that I feel like that's what's been happening, not just to the indigenous women, but to, you know, indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that needs to stop mm-hmm. and we have to find a way to do it. And one of the ways is by music and by doing what we're doing, because it's bringing something important to the table. Mm-hmm. It's, it's telling a story and that's what indigenous people do. We mm-hmm. are storytellers where we're, um, we are, um, we're, we're communicators, you know, and, um, 
because that's how we lived. I mean, that's, you know, because we all had our own diverse, different languages. Like there were so many different languages, but we always had sign language because we knew that that's how we communicated with each other. You know, if we didn't understand that language, then, you know, we had sign language. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like music and singing has always been a part of our traditions, you know, always a part of what we did. I mean, mm -hmm. we had songs we sung in the morning. You know, we had a morning song that we sang every morning. You know, that, what the heck? <laughs> that is amazing. To me, it's yeah. amazing, you know? And so yeah. um, for for um, for the band, you know, Black Owl Society now, I mean, that's one of the things that we want to show is that, you know, this is who we are. We have a voice. We should use it. We should um, take this message and bring it to everyone, you know, and the native people, not just the native people, but everybody needs to see this, you know, and that's, that's what we're trying to do now is, um, cause the album's going to be released on the fifth. So everybody will get to, cause I know I gave, I sent you a sneak copy. <laughs> to I, <did>. listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I was so excited when I saw that. Um, I, right then and there I stopped whatever I was doing and I, I listened to the four tracks mm -hmm. and uh, congratulations. It is a solid set. Awesome. Um, Thank you. It was, I'm really excited for this. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I don't quite know how to articulate myself, but um, <laughs> if you're listening to this and it's past May 5th, 2021, you, you got to get a copy of this. Um, and maybe at the, at the end of this, we'll, um, we'll talk about where, where they can find this okay. and, we can, yeah. I, I'll put a link in the show notes so mm -hmm. the person can just click on this and, and go okay. to your site. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So no, it's, it's, it's really exciting hearing. Uh, um, I, I, I wasn't quite sure cause, um, you, you hadn't said who your brother was, so I wasn't sure, uh, which brother it was. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, oh, no, <laughs> I just say my, I'm used to just saying my brothers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I just, um, but still it was, it's, it's, just, it's a great lesson. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the structure of the, this podcast is I ask five questions and we've kind of been going through these. And so, um, I'll touch on them and if, you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about it and if okay. we've covered it, um, it's perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, part, it's kind of silly too, cause I, I want to ask, how have you developed your career? Um, it's more of an artist question, uh, <laughs> painters, you know, cause, uh, of, school and then the oh the, yeah okay the the different art, art shows and galleries and stuff uh but this question is is rather unique in in your case i think you're not the first musician um i've had mm -hmm. on the show um but uh yeah i'm just kind of curious how it's sort of developed uh from uh from maybe the the end of indigenous and on through now um yeah um after after I stopped playing in Indigenous, um, I just, like I said before, I took some time to, um, mm -hmm. to just, you know, uh, try playing guitar and, you know, try singing and all that because I love doing that anyway. Um, <clears throat> and I recorded, you know, a few things and, but it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. I wasn't interesting enough to myself <laughs> to kind of pursue it. You know, I was just like, well, you know, I like doing that, but it's not, it's not there yet, you know, so I would just leave it and, pursue uh, but like I one of the main things that I did um after indigenous was I learned about uh, music video production so I went on um and did like some at first I was a runner 
did some, you know, like I was just like helping running and, you know, like getting stuff, sandwiches, food, whatever for the crew okay. um, of on a video production crew or whatever. And then I worked my way into just um, um, being like an assistant um, producer, actually, and just like watching, you know, how everything was done, because that's really what I wanted to do. I, you know, I wanted to be able to experience, you know, like how how you do film because it's been something that I've always wanted to do even before playing drums I that's really you know I wanted to do um movies or videos or whatever but um yeah so I I took time to do that I took time to you know just explore that part of my um my vision (laughs) no my you know just my I don't know what, what I, what I like to do because it, you know, drumming was good and it was fun and it was, it just took a lot of my time, you know, like just like a too much of it Hmm. because there wasn't any time for me to pursue the things that I had going, you know, like the writing or, you know, anything, painting, whatever I needed to do, I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's the gap in between indigenous and black owl society. It was just kind of like, you know, learning and, you know, growing, I guess, too, you know, like in, 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 um, in a creative way, just like, uh, still learning, but still, you know, it was, it was a good experience to have that time to, um, yeah, because I, I feel like, um, once we start doing stuff with the black owl, I really would like to focus on, you know, film, and doing stories, native stories, because we don't have any, you know, they're, they're, they've all been made by um, white people or, you know, other other people that have made our stories when really mm-hmm. we should be making our, our own stories and mm-hmm. presenting our stories. And um, so that's one of the things that I want to do. I know that you asked, like, what you would tell the kids you know, like yeah. what, what you would say to them. And I feel like that kind of will lead into that. Like um, you should question everything, you know, should always question everything. There should, you shouldn't just blindly think that, you know, when you go out there in the world that it's going to be how it is on the reservation or how we are, because people mm-hmm. are not like that. You know, people are um, out here. I mean, it's scary because we will get taken advantage of. And that's what scares me about our people is that, you know, the indigenous people is, um, it's just, it's a really, I feel, I feel really protective, but then I feel helpless at the same time because I, I want, um, I want the kids and I want them to do what they want to do and pursue that, you know, however they feel and what they want to do. But it's just, it's like, be careful, you know, and always question, you know, never settle for anything, you know, never let anybody, you know, um, intimidate you, you know, don't be intimidated by, um, by a world that, you know, really has nothing to do with us and how we are, you know, and that's why, I feel like it would be important, it is important for us to start building our communities so 
they don't have to want to, they don't want to leave, you know, or they don't want to go and have to, because the experience of it, it can be traumatic, you know, um, can be traumatic leaving the reservation and going into a world that's like, like I said, like it's, it's almost the opposite, you know, it's like, instead of everybody caring, nobody cares, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we go in there, you know, and it can kind of, it, like I said, it can be traumatic and I'd rather, you know, I want the kids to coming up. I want them to, um, be proud, you know, be proud of who they are as indigenous people, because we're, we're, like I said, we're important. We're really important and um, they should feel important. You know, they should have that, the important vibe or, you know, they should have a vibe of importance. And um, yeah, that's what I would say to kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... No, that, that's spot on. I, when I went to USD, um, years, 20 years ago, uh, I had come across a statistic that, um, it was only two to 4% of the, the indigenous students were graduating. Mm-hmm. And the question had come up, well, why, you know, why is it only, it was such a small percentage. Mm-hmm. And I had come to realize in my time there that, um, it's because moving off, the reservation's hard. This mm-hmm. the culture outside of there is very difficult, and you're kind of on your own. You know, you're mm-hmm. when you're a student and you're you're thrown into a place of thousands of kids mm-hmm. that come from a different culture, and you're in a different culture. Um, it's a very vulnerable place, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, in a lot of cases, um, you know, there's pressure to come home, or there was pressure just to get away. You know. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, then, um, sadly, only two to 4% were graduating. I, I don't know wow. what the statistic is today, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that um, for a number of us, we would see the pain that the others were going through. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, um, then after certain weekends, some kids would be gone. They would have gone home and that was it, you know, and yeah. it was just really hard. It was yeah. really hard to see them, just yeah. just not see them again, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't for a lack of... Um, of ability to be in school or to understand the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were brilliant students, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, um, it's something that, uh, that I don't think that they were, I wouldn't say prepared for. It just wasn't, hmm, I don't know quite how to articulate it. They were thrown into a situation that maybe, yeah, maybe they weren't prepared for, mm-hmm. you know, that could, something could have been done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, I mean, like I said, the, um, like for me, and I'm sure they'd probably relate to that as it's, it's hard in that setting to be away because colleges Mm -hmm. and I mean, they're still, you know, bordering on the old boarding school way, you know what I mean? And there's still, there's still that, you know, inkling of separation, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, um, because you have to conform or you have to do it a certain way when really, I mean, learning is, is a creative thing and it should be, you know, we should be able to do it in that way. And, um, and like you say, I mean, being away from family is really hard, you know, especially when you rely on them for support, for emotional support or, you know, any kind of support. Um, and you're put in that situation, you know, it's, 
I can see that. I mean, I relate to it because, you know, anytime I've been away from home, you know, it wouldn't be long because like, you know, you go out there and it's so different and everybody's different. They treat you different. Um, you know, you you automatically say, I, you know, I'm gonna go home, you know, and you kind of like just say, okay, you know, I've had enough of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like that should ever be the case, you know, especially with learning or especially with, you know, um, college and, you know, anything. I mean, that should be, you should be able to just do it, you know, and, I mean, that'll go to like free college too, you know, cause we, we get that, but everybody mm-hmm. should, you know, you, mm-hmm. that, and it should be able to be done in a way that feels comfortable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or we, we should be able to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I don't think it's really fair that we're put in situations like that, you know, and, and then we're looked down upon because we quit or we're looked mm-hmm. down upon because we, you know, because we couldn't do it or whatever, you know, or, or there's something wrong or whatever, when really, I mean, it's not the person, it's the system, you know what I yeah. mean? Or it's the way yep. it's put together. That's, that's, um, I mean, that's what has to change, especially for indigenous native people, you know, mm-hmm. um, we have to, that's why I feel like we have to develop our own way because I feel like our way will probably benefit everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It'll benefit other other people because I feel like other um, people are looking for something. They're always, you know, that's why they have religion. That's why they invented all this stuff. You know, it's it's like they're looking for something that's already there, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I feel like religion um, has done a lot of damage, you know, not just to indigenous native people, but to other cultures and other, you know, civilizations, you know, in, in Europe, or it's just yeah. a big old history of it, you know, and we, mm-hmm. we weren't prepared for it. Like you say, you know, we're not prepared for that kind of stuff. You know, we're not prepared mm-hmm. for that intensity, you know, that, um, and so I just feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, I relate to everything you said about the you know like going home and you know like just I don't think it's a bad thing but it it is in the way that you know you don't get to do what you wanted to do you know what I mean you don't get to accomplish that that goal of you know like I want to graduate college or I want to do this you should be able to do that you Mm -hmm. know without Mm -hmm. like I said without being uncomfortable or you know yeah yeah no that's yeah uh my my first attempt at my undergrad um I went to, I was in California and I went to be a storyboard artist for film. Oh, wow. That was my ultimate goal. That's awesome. And yeah, but I, I, I dropped out because it was too expensive. I mm, just geez. couldn't do it. So I came home. Um, eventually uh, I did. I went to grad school. I became a storyboard artist. So mm-hmm. um, you can't really see That's behind really me here. That's really awesome. I love it. I've got a I can see big some... setup here. Wow. Yeah, my drawing, my digital drawing board and my, my mm-hmm. uh, monitor up there. So yeah. Wow. Um, it took a while though you know it took mm-hmm. a lot of um resilience to sort mm-hmm. of get back at it and just keep working and just keep yeah. going um never stop drawing and all that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's but it that was that was my case you know um i have a lot of friends who <clears throat> had more ability than than me artistically um who just they went home and they just never came out of it you know mm-hmm. um and didn't pursue that dream successful in other ways but Mm -hmm. um which is unfortunate that they weren't able to do the art that they Mm -hmm. were 
so great at doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't want to end this on <laughs> sort of a, a sad note here. No, no. Um, no I, that like I said, I'm sorry you stopped me if I start. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story before I go. And it's it's just, it just happened to me the other day. I was in a supermarket and I was wearing it's a good day to be indigenous t-shirt. And um, a guy stops and he's like, hey, you know, um, so what tribe are you from? You know, and I, I said, uh, <clears throat> I said, I'm from the Hunktua tribe in um, South Dakota. And he said, oh, well, what are you doing down here? And, you know, I explained, oh, my brother lives here, you know, and I came came down to um, work with him, you know, and oh, um, so, uh, yeah, so you're Sue. And I said, well, that's what they call it. But, you know, it's Ihangtua. Um, I said, I don't, and I, I can't remember. He, he said something, um, the Sioux were bad people. They came down, you know, they, they did this. And, you know, he had the story of where they went and burned this tribe and did this to that tribe. And, you know, and I was like, um, I said, I don't know where you got your information from. I said, but if you look at the history, uh, archaeological history there is not one battlefield in this hemisphere not one mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and there's in in my language there is no word for war we don't have a word for war mm. um i said so i don't know where you're getting your information from or where you know you heard that but you know you can you can google it <laughs> And look, if there's no, there's no battlefields, you know, there's no evidence of wars or, you know, anything like that. And so um, he saw me and he was like, well, you're probably right. He said, and he apologized too, you know, because he was like, well, you know, I shouldn't be talking to an indigenous native, you know, about their history. And I said, yeah, okay. Mm. (laughs) Yep. You got that right. (laughs) That was was the end of our conversation, but it wasn't, it wasn't a negative conversation. It was a very positive conversation conversation you know yeah yeah. because he said well you know i got ancestors that were you know cherokee or you know he uh comanche yeah Mm, and i said mm. well i said that's good i said that's really good i said because you know that should be you should be proud of that (laughs) that's all i said and then he left but you don't have to use this story at all but i just just, (laughs) but it just what we were talking about reminded me of of that like the, mm. you know, like there being no battlefield, no evidence of battlefields, you know, no, no war, you know, because people, they want to make us out to be savages. They want us to be that image that they, you know, have of us. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it's wrong. You know, a lot of times it's wrong because it's just, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of things that I've heard from other people about native people is just like way off, you know, mm-hmm. and I usually oh, yeah. will, you know, I'll, I'll, if if I have the opportunity, I usually tell them, you know, but I, I don't, I'm not, uh, like with that guy, I was, it wasn't negative. It was more of a positive interaction, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I will but, yeah. say, I will say this and I, I don't mean to always go back to indigenous. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, that's fine. I, I imagine it's probably, probably like interviews with former Beatles who always get, get brought back to the Beatle question, yeah. but <laughs> Um, the, the name indigenous, um, Mm -hmm. I am curious where that came from, uh, because it sparked a conversation, um, when I was at USD, Mm -hmm. uh, because at that time, um, the, the program that we were in was called the American Indian Studies Program. 
which felt like an old name at that time. Mm. And sort of the term Native American was sort of, it felt newer back then. This is back in the 90s. Yeah. And um, of course, from, you know, from those of us from the different reses, we all said Indian. We all grew up just saying Indian. Yeah. yeah. And so there was conversations about, well, geez, is it American Indian? Is it Indian? Is it Native? And then Indigenous um, came about. And we, we were trying to f- figure out what was sort of the appropriate way that we go about using that. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that, um, about the, how, how did, how did you come across indigenous as, as the a name? Um, it was our, our mother. Um, she, well, we were trying to think of a name, you know, and we obviously met, we were kids, so we didn't really care, you know, it was like, Oh, well, whatever, whatever you think, you know? And so our dad was looking and then our mom was, I don't know. I think she just happened to be, looking in the dictionary and she's seen Mm. the word indigenous and she's seen the definition and she said, well, that's what you are. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's exactly what you are. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were like, yeah, we like it. You know, we liked it right away. Not Mm -hmm. really understanding, you know, that it would be more important than, you know, because it was just a word, a cool looking word, you know, we're like, yeah, cool looking word. But, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. and, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a really important word because mm-hmm. it, you know, that's, that's how that name came. Yeah. Our mom named us. Our mother. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over time though, uh, the word indigenous has become more appropriate mm-hmm. um, to describing us as, as maybe a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously we are, we are all separate nations or we're mm-hmm. separate, you know, yeah. identify, you know, cause I mean, if we break it down, uh, like you said, um, I'm a Wapetuan, you know, mm-hmm. which is not Sisseton, but Sisseton Wapetan, mm-hmm. um, all that. Yeah. And so, but yeah, indigenous just, um, it seems to be the most appropriate, uh, mm-hmm. name maybe for now. Um, yeah. uh, it'll probably we, change, you know what I mean? Probably. Cause that, mm-hmm. cause for one thing about language is it, one thing that I, f- I find is important that we have our own language is um, um, the thing with language is it's not evolutionary. I mean, I don't believe it is because it's, um, it's not something that evolved. Mm-hmm. Humans have always had it no mm-hmm. matter what it was. And so it's always been fluid, I guess. It's always changed. It's always, you know, like um, just moved, I guess, along with time or along with, whatever, whatever was going on at the time, because Mm -hmm. we develop our own way of talking too, like even amongst our own family, like we'll have Mm -hmm. our own slang or we'll have our own, you know, our own way of communicating. And that's Mm -hmm. what I feel like we did. The indigenous native people did. We, we all had our own way of communicating. And -hmm. I feel like that's a really important part for, for us to, you know, and that's why to me, language is important, but at the same time, it's going to change because it just does. I mean, that's just the way it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the natural way of, of it works is, you know, it will change, but maybe the next word will be even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wamadi, thank you so much for this. Um, is where, where can someone uh, find your work, uh, be able to connect with, uh, yeah, the work that you're doing? Uh, the work that I'm doing now, you can um, access probably all information on the website. Okay. It's blackowlsociety.com. And then on Facebook and all the regular places, I guess, social media places, Instagram and yeah. 
And then everything, I mean, we have everything on there. So if anybody wants to check anything out. Okay. We'll, we'll put links to in the show notes so people can just go right there. So, uh, thank you so much for this. This was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pidamia. And that does it for this episode of Five Plain Questions. I want to thank Wambidi again for her time and sharing her story with us. Um, this the this was a, a slightly abridged um, version of the conversation that we had. Uh, I I really want to share all of it. Uh, it was so great and it was so wonderful having. Um, this this conversation with her and like a lot of um the other conversations that i have that once we turn off the the recording uh button uh the conversation continues and um at some point the 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 format has got to change or there's got to be another um podcast i'm going to do that's gonna be a long form because uh these are rich vibrant conversations and this one um this one was longer uh, than than most. I think there's a couple that were about this long. And what I really enjoyed about this, it was very organic. Um, this The conversation just went where it was supposed to go, I feel. And as much as I wanted to, to jump in and interject, um, this was her time to, to just say what was on her mind and what she was feeling. And wow, what an experience. Uh, so relevant, um, so relatable. I really hope that this is a first uh, of many, many interviews and conversations that she does. Uh, not solely with me. Um, there are so many venues out there uh, f- that she can use as a platform. Um, it's so important, I think, for her to be able to be out there and speaking um, because this was a really great, incredible experience. Uh, so Wamadi, thank you so much for for this hour. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, so you're listening to this conversation. Um, it's the end of April 2021. Next week, uh, Black Owl Society is releasing their, their EP. I believe it's four tracks. I've listened to it. It is amazing. I wish I could play them for you here, but that's not what's going to happen. You're just going to have to wait until that opportunity arrives. Um, so you're going to have to go to their websites. Uh, the show notes is in the link uh, below. And of course, there's also connections to their Instagram and their Facebook. Check them out. Support them. Uh, what was here is as powerful as anything that they released as indigenous back uh, in the, the 90s and 2000s. So I hope a new era is upon us, but time will tell. More importantly, I want to thank you for joining us and spending your time listening to what was really an incredibly important story and perspective from our community. So please join us next week as we speak with another incredible person. I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on Canna, that's C-A-N-A-A, Creativity Among Native American Artists on Facebook or at the plainsart.org website. There you can see this programming, past videos, and these podcasts. If you have a suggestion for someone for me to interview, please find us on Facebook and message me. I would really like to hear from you. All right, that does it for this week. You take care of yourself, and we will see you soon.